L-A-S. You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically, historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you Washington, do that again. John Adams, Thomas I, Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So Martin we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin just fast, Harrison, just William fast forward to the end. Theodore Roosevelt, we are literally Trump, running out of time. Ben, 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 did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! Oh, I did it. Oh, I was in. I was in my group. Come there. and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm. I'm kind of doing. You most couldn't of even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. L A S. Creating crap with Craig! Hey! 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 Show where we love both alliteration and creation. I'm your host, Craig Johnson, slapping the keys, punching the board, and just generally being naughty. Very we, violent. <laughs> we have we have we have DJ Mixy Mixer 9000, mm. Logan Adam Schultz. Logan, we'll work on it. We'll work on we'll a better name. No, never. Need some workshopping. Nah, we'll swing it every time. Okay, great. <laughs> that is your style. It is. I love it. Yeah, but. More important than you, and more important than me, is my guest for this episode, who I think, uh, aside from my wife, might genuinely be the coolest guest I've had on here. I'm sorry. She does beat you. Oh. Uh, but well, she can have it. She, she can have she it. She can that. have it. She can have it. But it's my old performance art teacher, yeah. April Thompson. Thank you. April, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I, it, was, it was a great surprise to get an invite. Thank you for coming. I knew you were doing this little thing, but... I didn't know how it worked or any of that. So when you asked, I was like, absolutely. You're like, sure, I'll see the, the whatever the hell he's been up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we started this conversation beforehand. I am curious. Like, what have you been doing with your life since you left? Crying, my- mostly. <laughs> 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 but no, I've... Uh, Are, haven't we all been doing that lately? <laughs> exactly. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, but... Uh, no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing well. I've been just like this whole thing with LAS has been an absolute adventure. It's been awesome. I'm loving doing it. And like, it's, it's so cool to be a part of like a startup where I can actually be really creative and have Mm -hmm. like, you know, it feels like I have a hand on the wheel. Instead of, you know, most jobs where you're just kind of like the passenger in the back going, are you doing great, bud? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's been it's been good. It's been good. I've been, been doing good. Good. Yeah. And you've been, you've Me just too. been, you've been chugging along. I'm teaching, still doing it. Yeah. Teaching performance. How's yeah. that going? It's, it's great. It's 15 years of teaching. There you go. Starting my 16th year in the spring. And um, 
I'm always learning something new too. I love being in a creative space where you work with new people and oh, yeah. I don't ever get stuck in a sta- same kind of grind. I have to figure out what's what's happening and then help them figure it out too. Oh yeah, for sure. And the like students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like cuz so I for a hot minute I wanted to be a teacher. Um I wanted to teach like philosophy and psychology yeah. those are my two things and hey, then I love I, those yeah and then I was like and then I, I was started like, in that realm myself <laughs> oh yeah it's it's I love that like little avenue of mm-hmm. uh just being a thinker stuff. yeah like mm-hmm. thinking is is I don't know thinking is like fun to me and that's I don't know that's just how it is some people don't like like my wife uh oh my god she hates philosophy <laughs> oh every time well, it, that depends I mean I can see a hate for that it, it can be really convoluted it can get really convoluted and sometimes like and i'm i apologize to any philosophers out there sometimes it can be a little stupid but you know it's those stuff fun stupid thoughts that make it fun philosophy was one of my first loves when i went back to college and since then i was introduced to by a um by to a by a student to a website called philosophy bro and he just downsizes every reading writing there is and you can read it in a way that it's like real time and it and of course they use swear words so. right and so you're like oh even i better. love this i'm totally entertained by it <laughs> so whenever everything. i make reference to something for my students i send them to that website oh my god that's check amazing. it out yeah philosophy bro mm-hmm. i'll have to check that out that's yeah bro fa- yeah bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> not that i use that language but <laughs> no you're not you're not like walking into like the studio and like what's up bros we're doing performance today right. <laughs> all, everyone looks at you like oh no <laughs> I want out People of this class. People still say bro. Oh my god! I don't. Did, does anyone still? Logan, do you still say bro? Uh, not on a casual, like regular basis. It's more like mockery. Yeah. That, at oh this yeah. Point, you that's know? dead now. It's over. Like I, it's it's <laughs> circled its way around to being. It's in know, that point now. It's like a joke to say mm-hmm. like bro. It's not like how it used to be. Like you legitimately you're mocking. said bro. It's- now it's like, you're, you're mocking. Yeah, yeah, like you're you're making fun of it. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, you know, it never died. It's always there. But I, I kind of have a feeling that's part of the title of that site. That's true. That's they're, true. They're smart like that. They they they're smart mm-hmm. cookies. Smart cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh but uh, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher and one of the most like one of the aspects I was actually honestly excited the most for was the idea of having like uh just kind of like a, uh, not like a fresh, like total restart, but like a, just like a fresh set of people like every year or semester or whatever. And mm-hmm. that was just like, yeah, like new people. I'm meeting new people because I love meeting new people and stuff like that. And it's just like new people. I get to teach people things. And it's always fun to like see when someone like gets it. I love that part when like you're teaching someone yeah. something. And they're like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. Yes. Watching them have their own realization is pretty magical about teaching. I can imagine like in performance, like that's probably something where it's just like, like for me in performance, oh God, it's w- tough. It's, it's tough, tough to get there. Not everybody does. Well, I, I, <laughs> you probably remember. This. You did. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh my goodness. So, oh my God. But yeah. it was a turning point. It was huge. Oh yeah. It was like, It was after that performance, which let me give a quick synopsis for the listener. Basically, uh, my whole stick was like I had this like reflective mask uh, that was just like uh, and and I I always 
make sure to not like over explain things because obviously you know it's whatever the person watching it makes of it really you can have whatever description of the piece you want but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it just comes Leave down room to the for interpretation watching. exactly but for me my idea was this like reflective mass is just kind of reflective of the fact that i am a uh, oh what is it's like a enneagram oh nine you're a nine nine like I'm the, an eight yeah i'm a nine well mm-hmm. go Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) A leader, you know. I am this social chameleon. And so it was kind of that whole idea of like, I'm just, I am whatever you want me to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I will be whatever this situation calls for without ever really being me. Um, And uh, so that's where like that mask came in. So I had this like mask on. Uh, (laughs) I didn't have a shirt on for some reason reason i can't remember i had a reason and i mm-hmm. forgot it and i was like yeah fuck it i've been doing it this so far this way i'll mm-hmm. just keep doing it uh and i had this old light bulb and a it was like a stick i think and i noticed when i hit the light bulb it made this like really neat like chiming sound and so i was like oh my god i love that i could do that in a performance piece uh and so i did and guess what that was a bad idea. <laughs> it turns out old light bulbs are prone to breaking <laughs> when you trip and fall on the ground. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that happened. Light bulb everywhere. Old light bulb dust everywhere. Everyone was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. They're like, cause I felt so bad because it broke, like, right in front of people. And I just remember like seeing it broke it in front of me. Yeah, and it broke in front of you <laughs> of all people where it could have broken. It was right in front of you, and I'm sitting there like, and I, like when it happened, I was on the ground because I tripped and it fell and it like, broke, and I was just thinking like, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Oh my god, and like my anxiety was just like erupting inside of my body, but I was like. Oh, I can't stop now. That can't be the end because that would be awful. Uh, and so, like, I, I like, I like crawled up to it and stuff, which of course was also a bad idea when you're not wearing a shirt. Probably don't crawl <laughs> yeah. towards the glass. Not super safe. Uh, but I did it anyways, <laughs> and, uh, and then I like kind of curled up into a ball, and that was like the end of the performance. And I remember, like, you were, you looked at me, and you were like. That was probably the dumbest thing you've ever fucking no, done. No, don't make words up and put them in my mouth. I wouldn't say that. You were not entirely thrilled with me. You know, it's interesting because it's I'm oddly enough, like a week ago, I brought you up in an in-class discussion about the same thing. Oh my thing. god, I know. It's you know, I'm it's a, a star. Big, yeah. <laughs> was it kind of a don't pull a Craig type don't of talk? Or? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, that's but fair. not, but nobody knows you at this point. You oh, know, you've true, been gone yeah. a while, and so okay. my in my my narrative and feedback for the student was actually not about the choice to have a light bulb and things like that. It was actually about how do you manage your energy when you're in front of a bunch of people, and you feel that anxiety welling up in you and you oh, start yeah. to lose control oh, yeah. because you you have a you have so much energy you always do every every time i've interacted with you when i had you in class you actually bring a, a lot of fun to every space you're in oh. yeah and when you're would you would perform you would have that but it would get out of control for you yeah it was like times 11 and i would feel mm-hmm. that like i'd get into the like the performance and i'm like Oh, fuck. Like, afterwards, I'd be like, wow, I really kind of lost myself there for a minute. You get that blackout effect, and you don't quite remember. And this was happening to another student, and so I used that as an example. 
And the thing, though, was that was probably the first time I'd ever given that kind of constructive feedback to a student because I hadn't really had anybody like you before. So here I am, you know, a couple years later being able to play that forward with another student who I see it in. And it was really helpful for them. So I think, you know, as a teacher, thinking about that idea with your life to live like that, it's the years of experience that actually create the ability to talk about what I've learned from the past. Right. So I'm always the student. For sure. Not not necessarily always the teacher. <laughs> but that's my philosophy, you know, and I say that frequently. You teach me how to teach you. I like that. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It does, and it works. It, it, actually, it's just the way that it is, and I learned that by being in it. Right. It's like I started to figure out at a certain point that these guys are showing me how they what they need. And the next group is going to be so different from the one before. So you can't, you can't predict it. You can't stay the same. You no. have to change with them. You got to go with that flow. I'm glad yeah. I could be a blueprint, like uh, like a little like a good lesson for me. Lesson, and then. But I think that's what makes like you memorable. That. You know, Aww. so when you reach out, it's like I know you. You're not forgettable. Right. And you, <laughs> I like I was like when I was like when I started that message, I was like. God, I hope she remembers me. But then, <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, like, then I thought about. It, I, was like, I was like, no, yeah, I think she probably remembers yeah. me. <laughs> well, did you take performance twice? I did. I took performance mm-hmm. one and two because uh, I was really proud of you for coming back. Oh, I, I, I kind of was worried about you. I fucking loved it when, because yeah, I had but you that... really changed. I mean, like, you shifted into your ownership of yourself and your space. So it was a major turning point for you as a a student and a performer and an artist, but also as for me to, to take advantage of that learning experience so I could utilize it again. And so, you know, and that lives in you. Yeah. People m- make an impression on you. It doesn't matter if you're your student or your friend or family member or some stranger on the street. People make impressions. Absolutely. And so, so that's cool. So I love this place. So I'm curious about you. You know, you've invited <laughs> me here to interview me, but I'm like, I really love to know after time away from a structured educational environment where you're getting feedback like that and people are looking at what you do and then telling you whether or not you should keep doing it or, you know, and how much of it is effective. But in performance particularly, there's a significant amount of feedback that comes back from students over the years that say performance changed the way I see everything in my life. And I'm curious about that for you, like what happened to you after you took it? And wait, let's go back even further. Why did you take it yeah, in the first place? Let's start with that. May I throw in a piece of context here too? Yeah. Uh, just a context piece yeah, really quickly. Do listeners even know what we're talking about? Yeah. Well, it's really interesting. So um, I've known Craig for years Right. Uh, at this point. Oh, you've known him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And we've worked together quite a bit. And um, I, I majored in uh, theater and performance. So I have that background in performance and art. And right. uh, we really you know, um, resonated on that front. But I bring that up only because you haven't talked a whole lot to me about your college experience, but you bring up performance art on a regular basis. I do. And and it clearly was very impactful for you in your time there. I I had to throw that out just from the outsider's perspective. Yeah. I I think like fricking, uh, like honestly, probably like every other like interview I do, I, I know. <laughs> I don't know but, if I've seen that come out of you. <laughs> like, I, I was just, like, had a bunch of thoughts all at once. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh. okay. <laughs> But, like, I feel like in every uh, podcast, I probably end up bringing up performance art at some point. And I always uh, 
just because I genuinely, I, I'll be sitting there and I'll just be like going over the performance art, the, like the performances I did and stuff like yeah. that. Like, and that'll just like come back into my head and I'll be sitting there walking through it and stuff. And that light bulb one comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was like a really important moment for me where I learned like, if, if I just kind of let it get out of control, it will, and it will be really bad. Uh, and so that was like an important moment that has stuck with me for a long time to kind of realize when I am letting my uh, anxiety, but my excitement, like with those two mixing together, always a fun recipe. Uh, but uh, when like letting that get the better of me and I'll just be sitting there and I'll be thinking like, like, I gotta remember what happens when that happens. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> like, wanna be a part of what you're making. Exactly. And that's always been my advice. It's and like, not let it if make you wanna me. be present, yeah. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Exactly. Like, be available for what's happening. Right. And when you get in that, and everybody has it, everybody has anxiety. There is a point, though, when you do enough performance art and you get conditioned to that space and having a public, and even if it's not, if it's just for the camera, knowing you're going to have an audience. You start to get management over that experience, and it turns into excitement. It right. turns into power rather than being you're at the mercy of something, and that kind of blinds you. Right. But that's that feeling, though, is the thing that becomes so addictive about performance art that people come Literally, back for. Yeah, it's just like it's like oh, I, like I want that. that vibe. I want that feeling. I again. want that vibe. I yeah. feel like I'm in the presence of so much power, and I'm in control of it. You got total control when you're doing it and like so i've i've tried to explain like what it is exactly like what performance art is exactly like a couple times on the show just because every time i bring it up everyone's like oh i did theater in high school and i'm mm-hmm. just like not quite uh so i i feel like if there's anyone who can actually like give a good synopsis of what performance art legit is it would be you so yeah. for for those who are completely like in the dark or think that we're talking about theater right now right uh what well what how would you describe performance art well you just said it all there we go and <laughs> i'll rearrange the words a yeah. little bit for you i'm gonna i'm gonna borrow what jeff bird taught me years ago the difference like what is performance art and how is it different than ever other performing arts and he always said it's easier to tell you what it's not. Uh, yeah. And what sense. it is not is theater. Yeah. It's not theater. It's not dance. It's not music. It's not poetry. Um, but it has some of those things in it, and you can incorporate them. What, what I've adopted from that place in teaching it is um, the best way I can describe performance art is that it's making in real time and space and that's about it yeah honestly like because like every time i think about i i like i have like a a definition for it there's like some other performance piece where i'm just like well that kind of contradicts everything that i was just right you have to get it really simple and and the i guess i would add one other aspect to it that it's real it's very real. i'm not portraying something it's you it, well, what I if I'm feeling what I'm feeling when I'm in the moment of making, and whatever that might be, I could be stirring some cookies, right? Cookie dough, right? And if I stop, red of course, with my intent, of course. <laughs> and with if I stop with my intent, and I pause on it, and I bring it to your attention as someone who's viewing, that's the art right there. Right. And I I've said this to students over the years when I do like a talk to our department or whatnot. 
you know, I had this big aha moment. Did you ever hear my ladle discussion? Like I used to give that for symposium. It was called symposium when you were there, I think. Right. Cause it was like, uh, you were talking about like seeing this ladle, like in a store. Right? Yeah. Bed, bed, bath and beyond. Yeah. And they still <laughs> make it. It's still there. You can buy it. It's, it's a commercial product. But it has this quality to it that's just so stunning and captivating for me. And here I am in Bed Bath & Beyond, and I see it, and I pick it up, and I put it in my hand. And I'm like, oh, God, it just feels so good. It has all these beautiful lines and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, right. like an artsy person would describe. I hate that word, by the way. <laughs> like an artsy I'm person. An artist. Yeah. And, you know, here I am being weird in public. I don't even know why I was in there. Probably to get some sheets. <laughs> and... <clears throat> I'm realizing at some point that I've been there a long time with the ladle. You're just holding this ladle. And I'm like, I'm probably on camera, and these people are like, what, is she going to steal it? The what is she doing with that? The at you like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> so I put it back because I realize it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Oh, yeah, for a ladle. I mean, it's what shiny hell? and everything. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this, a, kind of a summarize this. I give it more elaborately when I'm giving it as a discussion oh, yes. to a group. But I... I'm broke. I have like three kids and I'm a single parent and I can't afford a $20 ladle. <laughs> Who can? Right? Like In this so, economy? So I leave it alone. But it lives in my head and I can't stop thinking about this ladle. It was really just quite stunning. Right. I walk into a store called Yonkers, if you all remember that. Oh, God. My mom loved Yonkers. Open the door and there's a $20 bill on the ground. I pick it up and I'm like, I'm getting the ladle. Okay. This is my ladle yeah. money. So I, I went and got the ladle and the ladle sat on my my table in my living room for two years. And I just lived with it because it was a beautiful object to me. Right. And when I would pick it up, I would do this certain thing with it where I would hold it because it had a little curve in it and I would set it in the palm of my hand. And I realized at some point that that was a performance and that's all it needed to be because my friend saw me do it. She was over and she's like, what's that ladle about? Like, you always have it on, in the living <laughs> Why room. Why do you have a ladle? Just hanging exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, because it's beautiful. And I'd go watch and I'd pick it up and I'd put it in the palm of my hand. And she's like, whoa, I feel that. And I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> yes. Because it's so real for me. Right. And that is the art. It's real for me. And I'm in my moment. And it's such a small one. But when you see it, you feel it too, because we're empathetic. So it turned into this discussion where I did it in front of this huge room one night. And I was talking to them. And it was a random like story. I'm going to talk about what's performance art. And I'm like, let me tell you what performance art is. It's having a ladle that you love so much and holding it in the palm of your hand and letting everybody watch you do it. And they're all like, yeah, and they could envision, because I was so in love with this thing, it was real, and I was describing right. something that was just simple but beautiful to me. And that became kind of this baseline. If you can feel and see what I'm doing as a witness to it, as an audience, essentially, yeah. then, then I'm performing, and that's a piece of art. And I do that with intent. That's the other thing. Like, the artist has to know they're doing it. Right, they're not just like... It, 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 they're not like stumbling like around and it's happening. It's like there's somebody's there's, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, wow, that's an observation. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like there, there's a there's a very clear feeling of purpose to it. Yeah, and I like I remember like being in performance and uh, like you know when everyone's first learning, that's like a 
honestly, that's like a pretty big like hurdle watching a lot of people try to like find something that they can do with like intent and they're not just doing it like because they think that's what you want to see. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. We got to yeah. be cautious of that. Got, got, it was like, no, 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 no. This isn't because, you know, you're not making stuff. It's not stuff. about me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, this has got to be because you want to do it. Yeah. And that's that's like. You got to get real with yourself. That's a hard thing for like a lot of kids who have grown up in like a school system or even with like parents where it's like everything is not for you. It's for the great. It's for the parents. It's for like the happy people. And performance art is like was just immediately like this is if you're not doing it for you, you're doing it wrong. And that was like a that's like that's a good phrase. And it it was like because. And that this isn't like really like totally true of art, but like, you know, drawing and painting and stuff like that. There are some things where you can make it for somebody else and it still works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's in my in my personal opinion, it's never going to be as good as something that you make for yourself. But uh, you can do it and get away with it. But like performance, it's so obvious when someone is making something that's not true to themselves because it just you just don't feel like it's hard to describe. If you're if you're listening, you're like, I don't fucking get it. I, it's hard to describe. Damn it, just look yes. it up. <laughs> but uh, it's it's the kind of thing where you can feel it when like, I, like I remember just sitting there and like you'd like we'd be critiquing a performance and you'd be able to, like, you'd just be like, like that didn't feel like that was like genuinely you. It felt like you were just kind of like doing it to like do it, but it it's wasn't a script you. you're trying to follow. Yeah, like you wrote a script and you're acting something out and that stuff is all great and it has a place oh absolutely but that's the that's the dividing issue that makes them different you know and it's not that it's not real in theater um or dramatization right can't happen in performance art but what what does happen is that you feel as though you're part of it like it's um it's not something that you want me to think outside of. You want me to actually be in the presence of witnessing this. And so I think that's where it becomes so powerful, and I keep saying that word, not just for the maker. And it's not totally self-centered, like it's all about me and I'm doing it for myself when I'm making performance. Actually, a lot of times it's about others who feel the same. Right. It's just that we're all in this together, and so you relate. But it is about the viewer. It is about that relationship between the two of them. And when you think about any other art making, fine art, you know, go into the gallery. There's some static two-dimensional piece hanging on the wall. You just keep on marching. Oh, yeah. You don't have the artist present to be in that space with you as you're, you're seeing it. You're not watching them, like, draw the thing. It's there. And and know. it's not intended to be. that. I mean, that's I think that a lot of artists like the idea that they're not viewed they want to make their stuff and hide behind it. Like, there you go. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. I'll be over here. So that's you one of the scariest go, parts yeah. about performance, especially about taking the class. It's like, what do you mean? I'm going to be embarrassed, and I have to do what? I have to take my clothes off. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks you have to be naked. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the standard. That's like the first thing. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. you got to be naked, don't you? No. Yeah. Or they're going to make me do weird things. And, you know, my feedback about that is always, well, the only weird things you may have ever seen from performance is because that person decided to be weird. Yeah. Now, I'm all about being weird. Oh, yeah. Right? But at the same time, there's those rules are designed by you, the creator. So the interesting thing about it is you love to go all day long and look at weird but you don't want to be classified as weird. You don't want to be the weird one. Like you want to mm-hmm. be it's like, oh, I love all this weird stuff. But like once suddenly points to you and goes like, oh, you're the weird one now. And you're like, ah, uh, uh, uh-oh. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to have to like give Jeff Bird a little more credit here. 
I'm gonna. You have to send this to him and make him listen to it so he can hear how much <laughs> like, I appraise yeah, him. Listen. <laughs> yeah. He said one day he came and sat in on a circle. We were doing like a, um, it was like a smart session breakout kind of thing, and he likes to come and hang out sometimes in my classes. And some girl was talking about being embarrassed, and he just looked at her and he goes, "What has embarrassment ever got you?" And we all just froze. Like, You're like, he's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. What did it ever get? I mean, seriously, when you think about it, what did it ever give you? It it is is not giving you things. Yeah, well, that's for sure. It'll it'll not it'll keep you from doing things. Well, it's giving it's, you hum- humiliation, yeah. a sense of selflessness. You know, low self esteem. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So where does it come from? Well, that's from your own mind. But anyway, that's getting a little too philosophical. Maybe about the emotional <laughs> relationship between art philosophy. making. I know it, it does. <laughs> thinkers, us thinkers. Yeah, us, us thinkers. Well, we're gonna we're gonna jump to a, a quick mid roll break, and when we get back, we're gonna. We'll, we'll we'll talk about why I even got into it in the first yeah. place and why I ever would come back. I want to know. Let's. I want to know why did you take the class in the first place? <laughs> You'll find out after these ad reads. Hit them with the ads, Logan. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Hi. Greetings. Hello. Uh, hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this new live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Myths of Myria. This podcast is for those looking to rediscover the joy of adventure, and helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing... If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LAS podcastnetwork.com and just remember you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to fall in love with this podcast and little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell and now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria so welcome 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 to Myria L-A-S Hey, welcome back! Did you enjoy those ads, Logan? I loved them. That was frightening. That was wow. <laughs> wow. I always like to give them a little bit of a jump scare right when we get back from the ads, because you know you're sitting there and the ads are playing and you're thinking, "Wow, I wish I didn't have to listen to these ads." Well, guess what? 
boy howdy, do I have a surprise for you. You can do just that by subscribing to LAS Plus. Yes. LAS Plus. LAS Plus. That is correct. For only $10 a month. Wow. $10, Logan. What a steal. Actually, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day because we've been working hard to add a lot of value to this premium subscription all right, service. All right. There's a lot of value in this premium subscription there's service. A, there's a bit of value, I'd say. There's a bit of value. It's not just ad-free episodes. It's more than that. There's you like get bonus episodes of your favorite LAS podcast. I'm sure a bonus episode of Creating Crap with Craig is coming up soon. Oh, absolutely. It's in the it's in your brain. It's in the brain. It's fermenting it's already in there. Uh, but you get discounts to uh, our our live events as well as drinks and beverages and treats at our live oh, yeah. events, such as Friends with Marketing Benefits live on Wednesday. No, well, that'll have passed by the time this ah, comes out. Well, you know, it happened. I hope you were there to it see it. It was great. It was you... great. <laughs> we're hoping you're there. If it you're hearing great. this for the first time, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, all I got. that's all I got. Or <laughs> come next to, year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come to Historically Inaccurate Live at Thu Brewing on Friday, November 19th. Uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. It's free to attend, but LAS Plus subscribers get discounts on beverages and fun beers. You get those discounted bevies. Heck yeah. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a great time. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, you get bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, uh, other great premium content, and you're also supporting local the entire time. Support local, folks. Mm, heck it's yeah. It's important. Local creators, just like you, Craig. Live, laugh, laugh. <laughs> LAS. Live, Live, laugh, laugh love. love. <laughs> that will never die. Anyways... Back to the... Yeah, shit. let's get to that God question. It. It's boiling inside of me. It, it's, uh, I mean, I know I asked you when you first took the class because I ask everyone the same question. But let's... let's question we're, no, we're, we're fast forward a couple years now. Oh, yeah. Why did you take it? So, obviously, I needed a, uh, a credit. I don't remember like what the exact name of like the credit that you need to get. And it's like you can do one of these things, and one of them was performance art. And I really did not like making uh, any sort of 3D object or pottery. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, sculptures out. I'm not doing <laughs> that one. I'm sure it's great. On uh, Huge props to the people who have the patience for that. Yeah. Not me. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, not me. Uh, but uh, I was reading the description for performance art, and I was just like, well, you know, I really love theater and stuff like that and i was like and i, I and i was i was aware at that point because i had uh, uh attend vertigo i had not attended i gotta I plug attended. vertigo it's coming up <gasps> yes so at the uh, at the end yeah we'll, we'll, we'll plug i'll we'll, give you we'll give plugs we'll give plugs. uh but uh i i i knew it wasn't like theater and uh, all i knew of it like from people who had like done it because I don't know if you know this about me, but when I first started at University of Northern Iowa, uh, I was uh, not the most sociable person. Uh, I was very hard to believe. I, it's yeah, uh, like uh, like a lot of people who like knew me at like my first semester and then like didn't see me for a bit and then met me again. Like what the hell happened to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you but, have a like a a yellow knitted hat? It was just kind of like the thing where it was like I had just moved to Cedar Falls mm -hmm. and like. This is my f like first time like really in college because I only did community college before that. And uh, as much as I enjoyed my time at Kirkwood, it's just kind of like high school 2.0 because uh, I was just doing GEDs sure. and stuff. Uh, and uh, I was just like, I didn't know anyone, mm -hmm. nobody. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to keep to myself for a hot minute. Uh, and I did really poorly in my classes and then uh, grew out of that, which was nice. 
not the being poor in my classes, but, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, uh, so I was like, well, I, I loved theater, but I also really liked the high concept theater and stuff like that. The kind of like weirder side of theater. Um, so I was like, maybe this will sort of be in that realm, that mm-hmm. high concept stuff. Mm-hmm. And was I, it? it, I remember that first day when we did the, uh, I think it was like the first day when you were like, all right, first word that comes to your head, just start saying it like there's no oh, tomorrow. We, yes. That exercise makes you, it, it's the best way to, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Cause like, it makes you feel like an idiot, but in the best way, because everyone's doing it. So you all feel like idiots together. And that's like the best feeling when everyone can just be like kind of ridiculous together. It mm. really breaks down a lot of that tension yeah. for like, at least like for me, cause it was like, all right, I've seen you be ridiculous now. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're good. There's a barrier that was there that is now gone. Like it, it, it kind of is just like, it's indicative like what the word they picked and how like into it they got to me shows a lot of like the person and like how far they're like willing to do stuff like when you on like a first met basis. Yeah. Which Can is I really get cool. some context for this quick? Cause I'm just thinking oh, yeah. about people listening. They're so like, what? real quick, I came up with this exercise. Um, well, I was 16 when I did it for the first time, but it wasn't until I was in full into teaching that I thought about it differently. Uh, at 16, I had, you know, was having one of those, moody days and I <laughs> laying on my bed pouting about whatever kind of love being 16 mm-hmm. <clears throat> staring at the ceiling and I started saying ceiling 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 and I just kept saying it really fast until it came to this place where I didn't know what that was anymore I couldn't spell it in my mind I didn't even know what the sound was I was making and then I couldn't figure out what the thing was I was looking at at the ceiling. And some weird shift happened. You know, and of course, I just thought I was some weird creative kid. I didn't do art in high school or anything like that. But as an adult, I started to look at um, an adult teacher where we can use failure as a way to learn. And this whole thing, it's just called word. You choose a word, I say pick a word. You have 60 seconds, go. And the goal is to fail. So the entire objective is to fail because in the failure you find something new and interesting it's silly and weird and yes it breaks down all the walls and everybody can have their own shared weirdness and then you lose that tension yeah so it does have kind of like a peripheral um, result that everybody becomes connective through it but the goal of it is to experience in yourself that weird place where suddenly language is lost and it's like a baby who babbles. Yeah. And that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, it just sounds like babbling it like does. when you get into it. And you get really frustrated because your brain desperately tries to bring you back to saying it correctly. Because you're like, you're like I, I did that years ago. Yeah. I don't want to keep doing that. You, can't, you cannot not let go of what you know. And that is the example for an artist. Like when you're making anything... You have this, you already said it. You said this earlier. We come from this society now with school. We have to have right answers. There's some kind of worksheet that tells you how you're going to be an A or an F or whatever. And, or there's so many instructions to do something that you never have to think for yourself. You never have to fail or break down and not know what you're doing. And so that basic fun exercise puts you in that place. And then we coach, you know, as, as long as you go, the weirder it gets, the better it is. Absolutely. And. I love that you bring that up because um, 
it's one of those initial, I use that now for all the students when I'm doing an introductory and like, take my class. And yeah. We, and we do that. And then they're like, we have to do what? <laughs> I'm like, it's one minute of your life. You'll be fine. What has embarrassment ever gotten you? You got this. Mm-hmm. You can do it. And then they're like trying to say it so perfectly, and I'm like, you know what? You're failing because you're doing it too good. They're like, they're like, they're like, they're like apple, 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 uh, apple, apple. And like they're, they're uh-huh. like their brain, like you can hear their brain like kickstart yes, for a does. moment. You start like, the stutter. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, all the good stuff comes out. <laughs> we we could do it actually. There we go. We'll do it. <laughs> it's only one minute of the show. It's only one minute. So, Logan, would you like to join us? I mean, the title of the show is Creating Crap, crap with, with Craig. Craig. So Let's create some crap. Cre- create some crap create on some the crap. show. Let's, I'm going to take a minute right now. We just turned to, on my little stopwatch, probably not on the actual show. Uh, I just turned to 3710, so uh, I'll wait for 3720, and then I'll I'll start my word, and you get to hear what this exercise actually sounds like. Yes, you can. Don't stop. exhilarating yeah so i gotta point something out about what i just saw you do sweat (laughs) no you got into actually a new known pattern in such a short period of time that you got stuck on that new one and you couldn't break out of it is it like the like that like thing that i was doing it's like um for a while there for you know for a good portion of it so that's been a, a new thing I've learned because I've seen enough students deal with this challenge in that way. And it's like, oh, they're just making a new known. So, and so when you get stuck in yeah. a new known, you have to break yourself out of that known so you can make something new. And how is it that you can continuously stay in that creative place of doing something different? And right. it's only by breaking down what you know. You have to, you have to break down what you know, destroy it, essentially. Right. And then and, and do something awkward, weird, and uncomfortable. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, because, like, you find that, like, you find that little, like, because I, I found it just turned into me going like, like mm-hmm. that with, like, my tongue. I could just, like, feel it doing the same motion over and over Wait, and over Sorry, again. like what? There you go. We do ASMR here. But I kicked the table. Sorry, audio listener. But I quickly found, like, once I was getting near the end there, I was like, like my tongue was just going up and down in like that same motion, trying to say one. Thank oh, you. is that what I was like? What was your word? It was it was one because this this bottle uh, of you know what I think really helps water. is multiple so syllable. I was gonna say you oh, picked yeah. a one syllable word and it was mm. so I did. fast. I think the fa- my like my favorite one I did was banana because it like I was gonna say. Do you remember your words? Yeah, I I the only one I remember is 
banana because it just sort of like like that kind of sound uh and they get uh, stuck the sound gets stuck in your body in different places right like in the back of your throat or down in your chest and you have to move it around to get out of it because you'll (laughs) you get stuck right and you and you can't can't break out of it you have to though you do and Mm -hmm. i i I like what you brought up about failure because it was the like in my head uh, going back to that light bulb performance, it was the failure of that mm. that made me kind of really realize that I can royally fuck up in a way, in, in on my terms, a royal fuck up. Uh, and everything's still okay afterwards. Yeah, things do still you, keep do going. Do you have guilt about that? Uh, I think a little bit. Well, like it still sits inside of me. I need to go to therapy. Uh, but uh, I think a little bit. It, it's it definitely still sits inside of me just the like i'll have like a random like like whenever i'm having those fucking like you're sitting in bed and your brain's just going through like all the things in your life for whatever reason yeah. uh and like, <laughs> it sounds like linda berry you know linda berry <laughs> she's a cartoonist she writes this in her um it's kind of like an autobiography called what it is what's she a cartoonist for what um, she <clears throat> i don't know her cartoon title she makes a lot of books okay and they're all different so they're subject based oh and they're educational uh wendy miller uses her books also oh a lot of us use them as educational class with wendy actually Mm -hmm. i use one of her books called what it is and it's all about linda berry's own personal creative journey through her childhood into adulthood and talks about these challenges but she discusses that and she's like i'm having one of those days where i'm reliving every horrible thing i ever said to somebody and what a fool i feel like i am it's like we constantly bring that stuff up to sort of torture ourselves. It is. It's like a little, like, it's like, oh, I'm just going to stab myself in the head for a minute. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks. That feels great. And, like, just I remember sitting there. Because, so, I I don't cry a lot. Uh, not because I, uh, it's a manly thing to do. No, I hate no. Th- that. I, that's a, a horrible idea that just uh, turns into bottling emotions, which is what I do hor- like uh, really bad about. Uh, but uh, it, it was the first time in a very, very long time since like probably like elementary school since I had like cried in front of a large group of people before. And uh, it was such a huge, like, looking back, it was like a huge emotional release, which has helped me a lot. Um, But I still remember sitting there and seeing people's faces. And that, like, the thing that really got me the most was, like, seeing the people who were kind of, like, just like, oh, Craig kind of freaks me out now. Like it was like it was oh. like that kind of like that kind of I was like I don't want to I don't want to be the guy that like freaks you out like and that yeah. like seeing like the people who you know they took performance once and they're like I don't ever want to do that again <laughs> like mm-hmm. seeing like, like like people like that like like looking at me and like being just like it's like that was scary and I was just like oh I don't want to I don't want to freak you out I don't want to like scare people because that is not me. It's really good to hear this actually after so much time because. I do get students that come back to me later in life and they're like, remember that one time when you said this? And I'm like, I don't (laughs) actually. Um, There's been a lot of students over there. I mean, I'm over. You've seen a lot of stuff. 5,000 students 
and <clears throat> excuse me. I know sometimes I'll, it's so um, monumental in your mind as an impressionable person and that maybe you were going to hurt somebody or you did something wrong or that you weren't, you know, that you affected the whole. Right. And you feel bad. But it's so good to hear you talk about it like this and say it was a huge turning point in my life and I use that every, like, all the time now. Oh, yeah. And in that place, then you can forgive yourself i mean you didn't do anything wrong yeah and that's what i like i try to keep telling myself it's just like it, you it know, was great is, uh, do it's you know how many like, people have learned from you <laughs> since it's it's insane to think about but like it's still like just sits like heavy of just like wow i really fucked up didn't i but then i have to remind myself like no 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 you 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 did a thing that you've now learned from and grown from and that I think it honestly was that performance which made me take performance too because I realized uh after the semester was done how much uh it was almost like therapy for me because (laughs) yeah I'm so horrible at expressing the way I feel with like my words but with action I it was so much easier for me to do that uh expressing like my feelings and my thoughts through like the things I was doing was came so much more naturally to me than just trying to find words to explain how I was feeling and having that sort of therapeutic release with these performances stuff where I could take like an aspect something that I wanted to think something that was like on my mind I was thinking about and like doing that felt so awesome and so I was like I I want that feeling again so I did performance too you know Alex Dooley and I were just talking about this a couple like at the beginning of the semester because she's been doing this um it's I just forgot the term for it but it's it's like trigger it's a physical reaction while you're doing something that you're working on and performance sort of captures that as an artistic expression and lots of people call it therapeutic I don't like to sell it that way to anyone because right. I don't really want all their baggage <laughs> to yeah, deal with. Yeah, like you're not but trying to sell therapy it to people. It works that way for so many people unexpectedly. You don't realize you need it. And then here you are making at the same time you're presenting and you realize that you've healed something in yourself. So the r- most recent expression I've been hearing a lot is, I can't tell you, but I can show you. And when you see it, you're just like, yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard to talk. How, what does it look like when you're on a radio show? You right. Know, talking about this and what it looks like is what you feel inside when you see something that compels you. Oh, Anything, yeah. actually. And, like, the feeling can be, you know, whatever it, it really needs to be, honestly. Like, uh Talking about feeling and art, um, I think something that a lot of people who don't like really quote unquote get art mm. um, kind of forget that like, well, it's not so much about like, it, it's it's about the feeling of the thing. And that is to me, that's like the most important thing is like, how did it make me feel um, either through making or through seeing something that someone else has made? Like, how did that thing make me feel? And that's like. The, the feeling part is the most important part to me because uh, I always remember what you were talking about, that one guy who was 
I don't remember what like the performance was, but the guy was so absolutely pissed about it. Cause oh, should I tell that story? Yes. What did he? What was he pissed about again? Like, did okay. he have to touch someone's balls? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is where this this is gonna get juicy. <laughs> so I don't have a good I, juicy button. There's no juicy. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, a sound juicy effect board. that goes with that. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> um, oh, I do have one. Oh yes. Do we have a sound effect? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That works. Yes. Okay. We're in the we're in juicy territory now, people. So I had a, a sculpture student, and you know, sculpture notoriously uh, in our department was always anti-performance. Oh, very much. But if you were a BFA student, you had to take multiple 3D or 2D, whatever your emphasis was. And this student, Brock Jensen, did not want to take performance and had to. And on the first day of class, it was like, he's like, well, I'm taking this because I have to. And I'm like, really? I said, didn't you pay the university an admissions <laughs> yeah. fee to come here? It's a liberal arts college. You signed up for this and you're paying for it. No one's forcing you to do anything. You can leave. Yeah. Right. And he actually really loved that kind of stout response. So when he started working through making more static type performances where he incorporated his body into his work... Like a light bulb went off. Speaking of light bulbs, <laughs> fast. Just a side note about Brock. He went on to become a phenomenal pr professional performance artist. Yeah. He teaches in Washington. He went to grad school for it. You know, it, it's always so interesting when people come to it with resistance and then find something so magical about themselves in it. But he had created these really elaborate pieces where he, um, you know, used concrete and. Um, kind of made these installations. Do you remember the piece where he had like a this guy laying on it, you know, balls up, and yes. there was this dripping material on his face, yes. and the guy didn't move for two hours, and it was just oh this God. giant stone slab, and it was so beautiful and breathtaking, and you didn't know what it was. You couldn't stop looking at it. It That's the thing. It's like if you know too much, you just keep walking. If right. you don't know, your brain keeps trying to sort through, what am I seeing? It's like watching, it's like, it's like, it's like, not like walking in a train wreck, but it's just like your brain's just what trying to like, like what is this? I what need is to it? know what this I is. I can identify this, this, and this. And so anyway, he had created this performance that he exhibited in Vertigo, which is our live performance art show that students put on every semester. We also have a professional show that's once a year. That's through with the Waterloo Center for the Arts. But Brock decided to build this um, channel that just looked like a part of the gallery and you wouldn't know that it wasn't in it like an actual part. Right. So he painted it the same color. And in the area like right at your hand width, <laughs> you know, like this. right where somewhere you'd want like a doorknob level. Yep. It was a stone circular protrusion. And it wasn't necessarily phallic. It was short, so it seemed very inviting. And you wouldn't <laughs> not stick your hand in the hole. Like, you would stick your hand in the hole. Anybody would do it out of curiosity because you'd could, you bend down and it would just, it was dark in there. You like, couldn't well, see. The hell is this? So you stick your hand in the hole and there's like a velvet little screen in there and then you keep going and then there's his balls. <laughs> and he's inside the box in the gallery. Now, this was a big show. We had probably 800 to 1,000 people. We have several people that come through this live performance art show right. in a two-hour period. And... There was this one particular guy, and his friends were egging him on, go up there, go do it, go stick your hand in the hole. And he's like, well, what is it? I'm not doing that. That's weird, and all this stuff. My sister happened to be 
right next to them listening to this because my family and friends come. They love the show. And he goes up and he sticks his hand in there and he turns around and he just starts cussing everybody <laughs> out. You fucking this is and that's you assholes. This is bullshit. This isn't art. He stayed with his friends and continued to look at all the artwork for the two hours. And my sister sort of tailed him so that she could get stayed. this. And she reported back to me. I know. I was like, why the hell did he stay? Did he he was stay? So yeah, he's so mad. People love to get mad about shit. They you know do. what I mean? They do. So he, um, anyway, she told me after the show, she's like, oh my God, this guy was just so pissed. And he was cussing out his friends the whole time. And he was stomping and pouting. Now. Fast forward about five years, you know how we used to always go to um, the Octopus on the Hill yeah. after class on Thursdays, and we were the performance art group, so everyone knew and they expected us, and we were a large group of people most oh, of yeah. the time, and this guy comes up and he's like, hey, are you that performance art teacher? And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is Depends. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, asking? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, why? Who's asking? And he's like, well, I went to this show one time, and I stuck my hand, and this guy's dick was there. And I was like, you're the guy. You're the dick guy. You're the guy that we talk about now forever because of how pissed you were, oh, and you did it on your own. Do. Your friends told you to do it. You didn't have to do it, and you didn't have to stay at the show. I mean, like. <laughs> But you can't stop yourself from wanting to get angry, emotional. Like, this is there's a reason why people watch soap operas. Oh, they yeah. want to get pissed. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a reason why you pay $25 to go to a haunted house. You oh, want to yeah. get scared. Exactly. Yeah. And this is free. And it's art. Oh, and yeah. And here he was. And he's just, like, for the rest of his life, he was mad about this thing that he voluntarily. Because that's always the agreement, right? No one took your hand and shoved it in the blender. Right. You stuck your own hand in there. It was all of his own volition. Mm -hmm. Like, like at any point, like he can be like, "Why are my friends telling me to stick my hand in that? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't you do should, that." If they're your friends, you know them at yeah. this point. There's a catch. There, there's a catch to this, <laughs> and like he kept going, and so like I feel like once he hit that velvet thing, like if he really truly truly didn't want to know what was on the other side of that thing he would have hit the hit the hit the little velvet and be like i'm done right and but but no here, nope. he was he, mad he about the thing he he did himself yes and now he has to, did it to himself god i hope he still sits there thinking oh about you know that. He he's does. just like he's, like he's still vacillating to this day i should have like wrote balls. his name down and like <laughs> sent him a christmas card every yeah. year i just want to thank you so much for being the guy that i talk about all thank the you. time oh, <laughs> you've, you've been such a great example thank you yeah and that's that's so like like if it makes you feel something, you did good. Like mm -hmm. if, if you're making people feel something, you did it. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. It's just like anger. That's a part of it. And they're like fuck it. Like yeah. oh, you pissed them off. And that that was actually a kind of like an inspiration for Safety Boys. We were like we we're gonna fucking piss people off with Safety oh, Boys. Yes. Holy shit! Did we ever? Uh, <laughs> But you owned it at that point. Oh, right? we did, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to the point where even Tristan was just like, he's just like, I don't know. Oh my god, what the? I think Craig's a little too into this. <laughs> <laughs> we were just we were walking around the gallery as everyone was doing their performances, and we were being like, it was a whole joke on like TSA and like safety theater and that kind of stuff, and like people going on a power trip, which is what we did. We went on a total power trip, mm -hmm. being these obnoxious little. We were like these obnoxious little ticks yes. that got a little bit above their own station and were screaming at people to like stay in the line and stuff like that, yeah. like uh, all that kind of shit. It was ridiculous, but I loved it. But it, you know, it's it all comes down to that emotion, like getting like getting pissed about something. It's real. Sometimes it's kind of fun. 
It, it is. Yeah, I love it. And it's, it's real. It makes you feel something. It's good stuff. Like, and I say that all the time too. It's another one of my my sayings is, um, if you aren't if you aren't feeling what you're seeing, then and getting mad about it, then why are you even doing it? Because right. nobody. Nobody goes into art or goes to a gallery to look at art to just walk through it and not care about anything. Yeah, like, what's, like the what's the point? You go there to get pissed. You don't, it doesn't feel good. It's not, you know, yoga pants and a messy bun <laughs> yeah. and your Uggs. You know, we don't make art so we can just feel cozy every single day. Exactly. We make art to get under the skin and change the world and, like, talk about the stuff that's super hard to talk about. Oh, yeah. Or make you know, visually, because you can't talk about it. There are no words There's for no it. There's no words for this. You got to experience it and feel mm-hmm. it. And that, that honestly, it, performance art really uh, just in general increased my, like, vast appreciation. Appreciation? Wow. Oh, absolutely. Words. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciation. That's the right word, Craig. Uh, appreciation of just art as a whole. And uh, that uh, genuinely... Uh, I thank I thank you for that and like the the yeah. fact that I had that opportunity to even have like go to this class is just you know it's 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 a privilege to be able to take classes like that and I, I like I'm so glad it was something that I was able to do it was a great time and this was a great time I loved every minute of it uh, and uh, right before we go out April do you have anything to plug I do hit him with it so. Since COVID, we haven't had a live Vertigo show in three semesters. Oh, my God, yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's been online. And if you want to see the online versions of it, you can go to the Facebook. It's just a public page. Yeah. Facebook, you know, Vertigo Ago Live is what we called it. But now we're coming back, and we're going to be in the gallery on November 18th. So that's in less than two weeks. It's a Thursday night from 6 to 8. And um, I would say be there at 6. A lot of pieces are durational. They're the whole show, but some of them will be timed. But students are really excited to be back and have an audience. I'm excited. Yeah. And the gallery is excited. Daryl Taylor runs the um, the gallery in the Department of Art. And we are just really happy that we're going to be in person and um, see some some folks walk through and look at some weird, wild, crazy stuff. And then I'll make a Facebook post about it that week. So you can look for it there if you want it. But it's it's Vertigo Go Go, a night of performance art the ga- um, at uh, Camera Art Building, you and I. I am so excited. Yeah. Well, Logan, hit him with the music. And there it is. Aww. Well, April, thank you so yeah, much for doing you, this. Craig. This is awesome. It I was love great. this. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. This has been a great time. Go check out Vertigo. Go, go. Yeah. November 18th. Yes. 18th. Six to eight. Six to eight. It's going to be awesome. I'll be there. Cool. And other than that, Logan, what do you think? <laughs> I, I think it's great. Is I, it time to drink beer? I, there drink we go. some more beer. <laughs> um, I love performance art in college uh, and and. All sorts of creation, right? I mean, it's part of the reason why we love this show and we love you, Craig. We love alliteration and creation. I think one of the best things, maybe my takeaway is, I'm ready to experience a piece of that again. Oh, yeah. Like, I need to find some new outlets in my life 
to to continue to constantly grow and reassess, break out of my normals. Go oh, to yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond and hold a ladle. Hold yes. some ladles. Let's go hold Heck some yeah. ladles, Logan. <laughs> yes, right. I love it. It's a plan. Oh well, thank you all so much for listening. This has been awesome. Again, check out LAS Plus to get ad-free episodes, bonus content, awesome shit with live perform or not li- 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 rendered lips uh, with uh, all stuck on the one the live shows but uh thank you all for listening and uh i'll see you next this is a bi-weekly show so not next thursday but the following thursday yeah you need a good sign-off phrase yeah one day i'll come up with it it's not today oh okay great l-a-s